Hey, folks, welcome to today's pre-recorded episode of The Law of Self-Defense. I am traveling today, Friday, September 15th, so was not able to schedule a live show for all of you. But I did have this very quick pre-recorded show, very short for Law of Self-Defense content that I did want to pre-record to share with all of you while I was on my flight. For those who don't know, I am, of course, attorney Andrew Branca for Law of Self-Defense. Thank you very much. So this case I want to share with you involves an arrest effort where the police were making the arrest in an undercover, surreptitious kind of mode uh, for reasons that uh, were probably legitimate. And the person they were arresting uh, is screaming for help from his brother. They live right there. That's where the arrest is happening. The brother happens to be in a wheelchair, rolls out in his wheelchair, and points a gun at the arresting officers. There are a lot of arresting officers, and uh, they all shoot back. And they shoot the brother in a wheelchair a whole bunch of times. Miraculously, he uh, survives. He is now suing uh, those law enforcement officers. They were federal officers, so they're suing the federal government for the sum of $50 million. So I'd like to play the video I have for you of the event. This is for members only. Today is members only content because of the nature of this video. We don't use the use of force violent videos on general social media. And then um, just for your consideration and to explore a little bit uh, how the law works when you're using or threatening to use deadly force on law enforcement officers who are presumptively acting within the legal boundaries Their force, the officer's force in making the lawful arrest is presumptively lawful force. And you point a gun at them, not knowing that they're law enforcement officers. How does that shake out? So let me play the first of these video clips for you now. And this is all taken from uh, bits and pieces of news reports. Uh, And I've cut out just portions of this televised news report. So we're going to start with the a uh, body camera of a, uh, a female federal law enforcement officer who stays inside the vehicle. The, the arrest is occurring outside the vehicle. Um, the problem here is that there's a family, these two brothers and their mother, the two brothers are adults, and their mother have been living on federal far- national forest land, whatever it is, for um, some period of years. And they've received uh, repeated criminal charges, misdemeanor level charges for doing this. Uh, They've been charged in court and uh, they've uh, violated the conditions for being released subject to future court dates. So now there's been a federal search warrant, uh, search warrant. There's been a federal arrest warrant issued. And this is now the execution of that federal arrest warrant. And what they're doing, because at least one of the brothers, the brothers are arresting initially, has made threats of violence before. At least those claims are in court documents Um, They're choosing to make the arrest in a surreptitious fashion. So a couple of officers in plain clothes and one pickup truck are going to approach the motorhome in which this family is unlawfully living, ask for a jumpstart. And when they come out to provide the jumpstart, the arrest will be made. So that's what we're looking at right here. Friday, May 19th, 2023, an undercover operation involving several law enforcement officers at a trailhead in the Payette National Forest did not go as planned. Bureau of Land Management and U.S. Forest Service officers. So this is, uh, it happens to be in southern Idaho, folks. We're trying to arrest Judy Roberts and her sons, Timber and Brooks, for unlawfully living on public lands. 
They were each charged with multiple misdemeanors under the Code of Federal Regulations. Plainclothes officers knocked on the door of the Roberts trailer, asking for a jump start, according to court documents. Timber's moving his vehicle close to ours to get the jumper cables. He's in the vehicle, but our guys are on him. In a Forest Service officer's body camera video, you see Timber coming out to help them, followed by officers arresting him. Hands are on. Team two, come on. So it's not clear to me that we just can't hear, right? Presumably these, the plainclothes officers have said you're under arrest and went hands on. I couldn't hear that, but of course they're outside the vehicle. Presumably they'll testify that's what they said. But the real issue here is not so much what this brother is aware of, and he may not even, who knows what he heard in any case. He's obviously hyped up here, um, screaming for help. Uh, What's at issue here is what his brother, who comes to his defense in the wheelchair, is aware of. Hearing Timber's calls for help, his brother Brooks wheeled out in his wheelchair and appeared to point his revolver at the officers. So that that's the brother in the wheelchair rolling up. We don't know what he knows. Presumably, he's going to say he didn't know these were cops. His brother screaming for help. There's at this moment, there doesn't appear to be any lights or sirens. They're all unmarked vehicles. Here comes he's coming in his chair. And he points the gun right there. You can see it just at the edge of the screen. Points a revolver at the law enforcement officers. This whole parking lot, though, is full of law enforcement officers. So he's focused on his brother's apparent attack, the plainclothes arrest of his brother, and he doesn't realize he's surrounded by a bunch of other federal law enforcement. They see his gun, and they they just light this dude up. You can hear officers fire at least 11 gunshots. The plainclothes officers didn't announce themselves as law enforcement. So are the plainclothes officers supposed to announce themselves as law enforcement? Uh, I mean, I would think they would when they make the arrest. If they say you're under arrest, they're effectively announcing themselves as law enforcement. Do they have to do that before they shoot you? If you threaten them with a gun? No, they can just immediately shoot first to prevent the imminent threat of death that you're presenting to them. They don't have to first say, hey, I'm a cop. Bang, 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 bang. Brooks wheeled out as carrying a revolver with him. This is, by the way, his civil attorney. This guy's civil attorney uh, they've hired to sue the federal government for $50 million. So this attorney, of course, would be giving his clients a favored narrative. So even his attorney's not denying that he rolled up in his wheelchair with a revolver. But what he didn't know is there's cops surrounding the whole scene. And so they opened fire, um, fired multiple shots. Any problem with that? Nope. Uh, Especially when you have a lot of cops, right? Because they're each making their own use of force decisions. Into his body. He was shot repeatedly, even after he was defenseless in the mud and got shot in the back. Can that happen? Especially when cops are surrounding someone and they're also acting in defense, not just of themselves, but of others. Can you shoot someone in the back in defense of others? Sure. Brooks survived. I think it's a miracle. 
But his attorney, Richie Epping, says he's paralyzed from the waist down. That's. I mean, I don't know why he was rolling up in a wheelchair in the first place, but I guess he's in a wheelchair now. I'm sorry. I thought my brother just needed that attack. Okay. He didn't give me a chance to put the gun down. He just shot. He didn't give me a chance to put the gun down, meaning the other police officers didn't give me a chance to put the gun down. They just shot. Are they required to give you a chance to put the gun down? Not if you're presenting as an eminent deadly force threat. They're not. It's not practical. You have a gun raised and pointed at them. They're simply going to shoot you in self-defense and defense of others. Hey, sir, you were pointing at us. Yeah, you had it out in your hand, man. It is what it is, okay? I didn't know you guys were cops. Why did you you guys attack? We didn't attack. You're under arrest because you have a federal arrest warrant, okay? For? For camping and living on the forest for so many years. Okay. We have a court date in August. I know. So they had an upcoming court date, but they were they were released from custody, awaiting the court date based on conditions set by the court. Like they stopped doing what they were doing, which was living unlawfully on public land, and they went back to doing it. So you violate the conditions, you get a arrest warrant. Oh, we, we were going to explain everything when when we tried to talk to uh timber okay but that didn't go the way we wanted it to yeah apparently not i've got a second clip here just a few seconds according to court filings during encounters with law enforcement and the public over those years timber specifically grew more hostile and aggressive Court documents show he repeatedly threatened violence, saying he would booby trap their site and claimed his family owned the public land they lived on. So this would explain why the cops are doing this highly orchestrated, surreptitious arrest, because they'd received threats of death and other violence from at least one of the brothers. The brothers, they went hands on, not the brother in the wheelchair. And a final clip here, just a few seconds. Brooks' attorneys filed a $50 million tort claim notice against the feds. The first step toward filing a lawsuit, they say the agencies, quote, needlessly and recklessly shot Brooks as part of a, quote, pointless and wildly dangerous ruse operation. Okay, so the bottom line here is you, all of us, are privileged to use defensive force in defense of ourselves, in defense of others, in defense of our brother, If we reasonably perceive that we or the other we're defending is facing an imminent threat of unlawful force, in this case, unlawful death or serious bodily injury, does that perception have to be correct? No, no, it just has to be reasonable. So in this case here, undercover plainclothes officers not presenting as police at all, could that be perceived by a reasonable person as an unlawful use of force, an unlawful attack on the brother, Timber, whom the brother Brooks in the wheelchair could then defend with his revolver. Sure, that could be. The question is going to be, to the extent that Brooks in the wheelchair, who pointed the revolver, claims that his reasonable perception was that these were not law enforcement officers, he had no reason to believe they were law enforcement officers, the question will be, well, is that claimed perception a reasonable one? And that is going to be a situation in which small distinctions and facts make big differences in legal outcome. 
Should he have heard some kind of announcement that they were pleased? Did they make an announcement that they were pleased? Are they going to say they made an announcement that they were pleased that he should have heard? Should he have uh, presumed that they were being subject to arrest given their prior legal problems? the misdemeanor charges brought against them, the upcoming court dates. They knew they were violating their terms of release. So it's not simply, uh, it's not a situation where cops have a no-knock warrant and go to the wrong house. And the homeowner has no reason to think he might have any interaction with the law. Uh, This family had a lot of legal trouble with the law. Uh, They were facing a court date. They knew they had criminal charges against them. They knew they were in violation of their conditions of release. Can you argue that, it should not be surprising to them when an arrest warrant is issued and the cops come to make an arrest. So those are the kinds of findings of fact that a jury ultimately is going to have to decide. Now that's all separate from the other legal issues here, which is were they actually unlawfully living on public lands? Can that law against unlawfully living on public lands is a constitutional uh, to tell someone because there, there is federal court decisions on this is a constitutional to tell someone Uh, who can't, is just homeless, doesn't have a place to live, can't afford a place to live, Uh, that if you you live on public land, you're going to jail when they have no other alternative. Those are arguments beyond the scope of use of force law. I'll leave those to others to decide. Uh, But here, they're certainly credible, going to be credible arguments, I expect, on both sides on whether or not this presentation of the pistol was lawful. Now, does that change the use of force decision by the police in shooting back in self-defense? If this person thought in the wheelchair, Brooks thought he was stopping an unlawful attack on his brother, does that undermine the privilege of the police to lawfully defend themselves against his threat? No, because what counts is their reasonable perception as well. So we can be in a situation where both people are acting lawfully. The first one in error, thinking it was an unlawful use of force on his brother. And and we end up with this exchange of gunfire and literally, perhaps, no one made any legal errors, even though we have a bad outcome. All right, folks, that's all I have time for today. Told you it would be a short one. Um, Saturday night, I will be in Nashville for Nick's get-together. You can still get tickets to that. Uh, he's uh, Nick has to pay for the venue, so of course there's tickets involved to cover the cost of the venue. Uh, Learn more about that at this link, lawofselfdefense.com slash Nick. I'll be there. Drex will be there. Camelot will be there. Um, Lots of other people who circle in Nick's orbit will be there. Fun will be had by all. We'll have a little stage, I think. We'll have some drinks, tell some jokes, and then we'll mingle with all of you who showed up uh, in the audience. Saturday night, Nashville. Learn more at lawofselfdefense.com slash Nick. And that, folks, is all I have for all of you today. So remember, if you carry a gun so you're hard to kill, which is what I do, I want to be hard to kill. I want my family to be hard to kill. Make sure you also know the law so you're hard to convict as well. Until next time, I remain attorney Andrew Branca for Law Self-Defense. Stay safe.